patterns, they're all over in life. The top people in their field have figured out how to read the pattern in their field. This is a fundamental building block to succeeding in anything, learning the process and then implementing the process. Take a journey with our guest today to learn more about this. This is the Way to Greatness podcast, where we explore the journey from failure and mediocrity to success and greatness. And now your host, Ari Gunsberg. Today, we have with us Donald Kelly, the sales evangelist. Donald, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hey, man. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me on our show, man. I am excited to be here. Um, but more, um, importantly that I'm, more importantly than that, I'm excited to bring a little bit of value to, to your community. Um, but myself, I'm a podcast host myself. I have a podcast called The Sales Evangelist, and I also do sales training and sales coaching. Um, and do a little bit of speaking here and then motivational speaking as well as um, keynote speaking for different organizations um, or whatnot. So it's a little bit more about me and what I do. Terrific. Speaking, how did you get into speaking? Good question. I actually, it was almost like, um, well, it goes way, way back. As a kid, I grew up in Jamaica and we used to be forced to go to church. Like our, our family members used to like make sure that, we, I think it was just a way for us to get out of the house so that they can have uh, peace and quiet. <laughs> so they used to send us off to church and I always saw the minister up there and doing his thing and so forth. And then it came to a point where I would come home from church, my friend, my cousins and I, and then we would pretend like to have our own church service, like standing on the back patio and, and quote unquote preaching. Um, and I just started, I, I just love that, that environment of being in front of the audience. Um, and then when high school, I joined a speech and debate team where I was able to hone my speaking skills. And later on, I did Toastmaster. And then opportunities came from there where people would request for me to speak and do different projects with them and started getting paid for it. And with the podcast, it helped a lot. And that propelled the professional side of it, where people would listen to the show and invite me to come and do different things or to do speaking for their organization. And it was quite humbling to you know, get first time to meet with somebody and um, they would re request me to come and do something for the organization. And they would pay me to speak, something I like to do. It was almost like cheating in a sense. I'm like, what? But it, that's what you do when you find a hobby that you love, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As a fellow Toastmaster, I'm, I'm very pleased to hear that you use Toastmaster to, to, Toastmasters to propel yourself into a speaking career. It, it works. Like some people, you know, they'll may like dog on Toastmaster and say, well, it's, you know, it's just like a, it, it's just like a little club where you just only get five minutes speaking or seven minutes speaking. But what happens is that you hone, if you can speak effectively in five to seven minutes, you can be able to speak or form speeches that can help you speak much longer and, and, uh, in bigger environments and much, um, you know, broader uh, a time period. But I feel oftentimes that we, some people don't take advantage of it because they just, they think it's too simple. But I definitely love my Toastmaster experience. Awesome. And they may think it's too simple 
or they may really be too scared. (laughs) (laughs) That's true too, right? (laughs) Like tell me what the real problem is. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think helped you more preaching to your friends when you were a kid (laughs) or Toastmasters? Um, I think overcoming the fear of standing in front of an audience and being excited to be in front of a group started off with as a kid. So I, okay. as far as learning the techniques, Toastmasters for sure. But being as a kid, I, 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 that's where I got the thrill of being in front of an audience, right? Even if it was just like my cousin and her dolls and our little teddy bears and, and little neighbor <laughs> kid or whatever. That's all it was. But it, it made me feel, um, it just gave me a sense of entertainment. And I enjoyed doing that. Um, so it made it a lot simpler later on to do other um, other type of speaking and then honing those skills such as doing better opening. And that's where Toastmaster came and it taught me how to be able to ask appropriate question from the stage or the body language and the posture or the framing of the, the message and, and things of that nature. And even creating a message because you can't just have a speech. You need to have a speech to have a message, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, that's an awesome story just that you your, your speaking goes so far back. I don't think that's very common. And so that's really cool. Thanks so, for that, Christian. yoga create an intention with mantra mat by mantra dog made of all natural rubber or all natural cork mantra mats are a wonderful addition to your yoga life completely customizable plus save even more with coupon code podcast go to mantradog.com today You have this podcast, The Sales Evangelist. Why The Sales Evangelist? <laughs> so again, everything goes back to this. Like it, This one has nothing to do with church at all. But my, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Guy Kawasaki. Um, he yes, wrote this book bit. called The Art of the Start. And he came on our podcast a while back. But Guy had a, um, I was in college and I, he was Apple's chief evangelist. And in this book, I think it's Art of the Start. Yeah. In this book, we, it was a, a required read for this business class. And I was like, evangelist like how that's crazy that's not guy has nothing to do with church but his name is as an evangelist he was apple's chief evangelist but then i was like that's a cool title you can infuse because no one has that everyone's like a business rep or a marketing professional so when right. i went to a company outside of college out of my out of college second year out of college um or second company out of college uh, i worked in i was a sales rep account manager woo, account executive or whatever everyone has that same thing so i learned in order to be successful do the opposite of what everyone else is doing so i had right. the folks put on my card technology evangelist and that made a big difference because we were selling technology but i wasn't necessarily a account executive i didn't want to see that so i went to this networking event and i did that and i had a tablet this was like um, apple just put us produced an apple II tablet and i stood up on like this this it was like this bar round table at this this area and i stood up on the little stool and said my name is donald kelly i am the technology evangelist and i took my ipad and raised it in the air i'm like i'm like moses i went to the mountaintop and i got the latest technology and i'm bringing it to you guys <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like so excited afterwards people were coming up and talking to me and so forth and i captured their attention and that's what the first thing you want to do in any business or let people let people know who you are that you exist right and i did right. that and i got captured their attention and it grew to the point where um you know i started to connect with folks and i used the title and then when i started doing the 
um, wanted to go into podcasting, my buddy was like, dude, you're like a, you're like a sales evangelist. And I was like, it married those two terms. And I was like, huh. Okay. He's like, you're like an evangelist. And then I was like, I did use the term technology evangelist before. Maybe I can tie sales evangelist. And that's what happened. And he encouraged me to do my own show because I went on his podcast for a little bit. Um, my buddy Jared Easley is one of the co-founders of Podcast Movement. And I did that on a show. I went on a show and we talked and um, did a couple of the, the you know, uh, episodes. But then when I started my podcast, the sales evangelist, it just stuck and it kept going and going. And I've had a, a lot of people say, man, I wish I thought about that title. <laughs> but that's, that's all awesome. it is. I evangelize about effective means of selling how businesses can grow. Okay. Well, speaking about that, what's your number one sales advice to people you're helping? Ooh, the number one sales advice typically, I mean, it typically varies with individuals, but the most common one is the fear of rejection. And what typically happens with the fear of rejection is that it leads to other symptoms that hinder sale. So say, for instance, if I'm, a fe- I'm fearful that people might say no to me, then I am not going to make the calls or I'm not going to send the cold emails or I'm not going to go to the networking event. Typically, that's what I tend to see that. happen. Yeah, it, it, it prevents you from doing anything. So it, it's, it becomes important that you learn how to overcome your fear of rejection, that you look past it and recognize that, hey, it may not be a rejection of Donald or Ari or Amanda or Lisa. It, it may not be the fact that they're rejecting us. It could be that the prospect is not ready at the time and they may be rejecting a salesperson, not you. It's just a salesperson interrupting their day it becomes imperative for us to separate our roles from our identity and don't see ourselves as a sales professional because when it's all said and done, I'm Donald deep down inside and I need to be confident no matter what I do. It just so happened that I do the role as a sales professional. So your rejection of that particular role right at this moment should not have uh, any hindrance on who I am and prevent me from acting or doing anything else. Because I've been in that situation where I had that rejection and had the fear and it just ne- it prevented me from doing anything else and went months without making the sales. And then I realized what is worse that's going to happen? Make the darn call. I mean, even this happened recently. I, I still get it every once in a while where you may get that little nagging thing in your head. But I said, you know, make the darn call. And I made a call the other day, which is potentially leading to a pretty significant sized deal. And it was one of the first calls of the day that I reached out to this company. So you just, if I had not done that, somebody else would have done it. So it's just go out and do it and overcome your, the, the head trash or the fears that we tell ourselves. Awesome. I, so this actually ties right in with the theme of today's show, which is keep going, keep growing. And I, I'm going to loop back to that in a little bit. But uh, what's the most annoying thing that you see salespeople doing that you would like to stop? Ooh, the biggest thing that I see salespeople trying to do is to pitch and sell without providing value. And what I mean by that, you just wow. met me. Uh, we literally just got, you know, started talking or you sent me a, you, know, you haven't met me yet, but you just saw my company online. And then all of a sudden you start, um, you know, send me this long email and pitching without necessarily bringing any type of value to the table. So what I might mean by that, say I'm a, I'm a you're a marketing company. I'm a, a car wash dealership or a car wash place in town. Instead of you just, you know, sitting here sending me your pitch and telling me all about you, like I'm a big company. We've been around for 15 years. We've helped all of these different things. Um, let's set up a time to talk. 
it doesn't bring any value to me. Perhaps what you can do is say, hey, Donald, I, and I just heard this from my friend over at Lead Fuse, but one of the things that you could tie back to is just like say, hey, Donald, here's a couple things that I've seen um, car dealerships like yourself have the biggest challenge with or car wash organization have the biggest challenge with uh, when it comes to getting new customers, blank or blank. Take a peek at this video that we created or you know, download this, uh, check, out, check out this document that we put together or um, is this the same problem that you're facing as well? You know, and give those two problems. It's one, getting people to come into the door. Two, trying to get reoccurring revenue. It's like, yeah, you know, that reoccurring revenue one is one that I'm affecting me the most. You might say. Like moving away from, I have to just get this pitch off my chest and tell you what I'm doing and moving more towards, here's what I can do to help you in your situation. Exactly. That's really what it comes down to. Thinking about, think about it from my standpoint, Stephen Covey in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, um, Effective People, Stephen Covey defined uh, uh, habit number five as seek first, seeking first to understand, then to be understood. Um, not sure if you're familiar with that, but in that, what Covey is basically saying, if I want you to listen to me, I must first listen to you. I must understand where you are coming from. And by so doing, you will be more than willing to listen or understand where I am coming from. And it applies in arguments, it applies in, uh, in politics, it applies in sales tremendously. So if I want to make sure that I'm going to, you're going to, you as a, a, a car wash organization is going to pay attention to me, I must first be willing to listen and pay attention to you, understand your difficulties and your pain and not just pitch. And when I do come to the table now with something of value and say, hey, I think this could, um, I see the same problem with other dealers. You're going to say, yeah, let me check this out. But your first thing you're going to do, you're going to go to my website and you're going to look and see who is this, this company and you're going to see all my client testimonials. So my, by, you do, by me giving value, you're going to go and you're going to get the information. Then you're going to say, yeah, let's set up a time to talk. I'm curious to learn more how you did this for that one company um, in that case study. You know what I mean? It initiates that connection, the connection that's really necessary to, to start off the relationship and then get the sale going. Right. Yeah. And it was a talk. It was a, it's a conversation, not like um, you just speaking down to me. It's a conversation. I, I was looking into you a little bit and I saw that you started off in sales, but you I weren't did. that great at it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> truth is the what? truth, right? <laughs> yeah. The truth is the truth. But what made you realize that you could change it? I was having a real difficult time, difficult time getting people to respond or to just being able to get people's attention in the first place. So what happened, my company put us through the sales training program. And by going in that sales training program, remarkably, I started to see that there was a pattern that one needs to follow in order to be successful in sales. And like anything else in life, whether it's people who are just crazy marathon runner or people who just are really freakishly good at basketball, or people who are amazing at football or any art, it's not that these people automatically uh, just can just make it happen. They tend to have, some of them have natural skills, but it tend to really happen. They have a pattern or something they follow. Like say, for instance, when I first started to draw, I used to want to become an artist when I was younger, but I then got some art books from the library and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. They're making ovals and straight lines. And then eventually this turns into a picture. <laughs> I've gotten those same books. Isn't it, wasn't it like amazing when you saw it's, the fundamentals? And I was like, that's how they're doing this this whole time? I could never implement it yeah. personally. <laughs> I couldn't, it was hard for me to do it. <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. Uh, that's just but, not going to look like that. Yeah. And it's, but it's, it's, it's the same idea though, right? They, you, if you can get the basic down, you can do it 
and add your own flair and add on top of it. But right. there's fundamental building blocks. Like you can't try to build a house any other way. If you said, I'm, I don't care, I'm just going to, I see this house here and I'm going to try to re- replicate it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start with a door or start with some windows or this right. wall here. Oh, let me try to put up another wall. Oh, crap. I need to put up another wall. Oh, crap. The foundation. You have to follow a process. And this is what happened with me in sales. And I started learning that there's a process and I realized that anyone can sell. And there's a caveat though. Anyone can sell if they have the desire. Because with the desire, the training, anyone can be taught what to do. So that part came. If you have the desire, you do the training, you're done. You're absolutely, you can close, you could sell, you can do anything at any different company. You can take that same sales habit and apply it and you will never go hungry again. I feel like uh, Scar from Lion King. You will never go hungry again. (laughs) But but you'll never go hungry again because you'll know the pattern or the foundational principle. And since I did that, I've been able to sell in many different capacities um, from doing it. And after I got that training, there was a hockey stick in my performance. And that's why when I started evangelizing, so quote unquote, I saw that there were many other sellers out there, probably in the same situation I was, who needed that same kind of assistance. Just a little bit of training to see the total process. Yeah, that's, that's, okay. that's all it was. Awesome. Can you tell us about one aspect in your life where you were particularly successful today? One of the areas of my life that I would say I'm particularly successful, you know, I, my family is very, very important to me. Um, so having that, having a relationship with my, my wife and family, that's, that's just first off the biggest thing. It, it supersedes all of my other um, you know, business or other accomplishments and so forth. The next area that's, uh, that's of significance and importance to me as well that I see doing pretty well is our podcast. Um, and our business. When I was uh, uh, first starting off with the podcasting game, I it was tough and it was a difficult thing to do. Um, I didn't know how to, uh, didn't have the vision to see where we are going to be today. But eventually, it did happen. And um, you know, I feel that we're lucky um, that our show is doing pretty well. But um, that's another area that I'm. Uh, I'm pleased with um, that. I feel we're succeeding. We just launched, we're launching our second podcast this month. um, And uh, we have a podcast network, sales podcast network now. And we have an affiliate podcast who, affiliate podcaster that joined it. So now it's three shows that are part of this network um, and it's continually growing the sales community. So that's that's one area. And you mentioned also your family. I saw a video on Instagram. The water was cold, but it was still awesome. (laughs) <laughs> that was a family day <laughs> yeah <laughs> we had some, where is uh, that um that was in the blue springs um actually there's a part of my my responsibilities with church we some of the youth from our um church were going to camp and but my wife was with me and um we went up there to pick up the guy the kids and bring them back down to florida i mean south florida um they're up there for about a week um but it was a summer camp um and there's a blue spring state park um big blue spring state park up there in that in the orlando ish area and it's this big hole like a big spring it pumps out a hundred million gallons of water a day and it's just like amazing and it gets pretty it's warmer uh so in the winter time um, it gets warmer in the wintertime compared to the other waters and right. manatees will come there. So you can't go in in the winter, but summertime, you know, it's beautiful. You can jump in and it's clear as you can, clear as can be. So manatees aren't like dolphins. You can't go swimming with them? No, I don't know. Well, because they're endangered. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're endangered. endangered. Oh, okay. Species, uh, a little bit. So they're, they, they're, they're also pretty big. Them. I wouldn't want to fight with one of them. Yeah. The guys told us they're all muscles. 
How big is that? How deep is that? That thing goes down. I can't, the, the whole, well, it, it turns into a river, right? The water pumps out and pumps into this river. Um, and it's pretty shallow leading up to the, uh, the hole. And then it goes down like a quick job to like 10 feet. And then the 10 feet is where you can go. They have branches kind of block it. And people who are divers, you can go deeper than that. Um, if you have the weights and you can dive, but it goes down to about another a hundred feet. And then from there it goes down into, a uh, I think another 200 feet into, uh, a cha- like a, um, cave underwater cave but you can't and it gets pretty small at that point you have to have certain licenses to go right but we just stay above the you know play in the water it, it, that it gets that deep that's amazing yeah it's, it's amazing amazing spring so so you brought it up before and i've also seen it and you have this quote to be successful do the opposite of what everyone else is doing yes truth how do you do the opposite of what everyone else is doing Good point. One of the biggest things that I try to do with that is you need to watch first. You need to know what others are doing in your industry. So let's say, for instance, if it's uh, um, everyone in my industry may be sending the same type of emails. Well, maybe I need to do something different, even besides email. Maybe can I use the phone then and stand out? But for me and my business, I um, one of the things that I like to do uh, to stand out from the pack is... Uh, I don't know. I, I like to utilize my personality a lot when I am selling and when I'm working. Some people might think, oh, it's unprofessional. You need to sound like this or look like this. Um, I was like, no, what can I do to be Donald? What can I do to um, to stand out from the pack? Um, and those are some of the ways that I do it. So especially with the sales evangelist, the name, it's the sales evangelist. It's not like, um, you know, how to be a great sales professional uh, podcast. No, I, I put my name in there. I put the, the unique thing factor in there. And that's me. Right. The, the preaching from being a kid in Jamaica. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just have fun with it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. So bringing yourself into it always does make it different because there is no other you. Exactamente. It's the truth. And most people don't get that. Oftentimes we feel that we have to do or be like somebody else. Um, but that's nobody ever wants to. Nobody, you're born an original. Don't die a copy. It's one of my friends always um, trainers to quote. tell me. Yeah. Born an original. Don't die a copy. Yeah. Nice. All right. So earlier we were talking about your number one sales advice that you give to people that you're helping. And we were talking about rejection and how people are just afraid of rejection. So they don't do anything. They don't take that next step forward. They don't continue to grow. So today's theme of the show is keep going, keep growing. And this comes from, I've been listening to an audiobook called You Can, You Will by Joel Osteen. And Mm. I listen also to Les Brown and they both talk about, you know, getting to a certain point in your life and just not moving forward, right? And I've, I've had this in my own life. And the idea is, is that the more that you can continue to grow, the more that you continue to move forward, the more you're able to expand, the more you're able to grow, the more you're able to just be a different person tomorrow than you were today. Mm. What are your thoughts on all this? I am a big believer in the idea of outbeating your yesterday. Um, does that make sense? Yes. Like you, sometimes we, and especially in an arena like sales, we want to compete against somebody else. We want to compete against another business. We want to compete against another organization, another person. Uh, But in actuality, if I just focus on beating my yesterday, then I should be in good position. And let me give you an example. So let's do a sales and now do a life one. Sales, if I did 15 calls yesterday, what can I do to get 16 or 18 calls today, right? 
I don't need to look right. at you and see that you got 25 calls. I just need to get past my yesterday. The other part of that too is when it comes to a person in our life, we might look at, you know, maybe I'm, you know, I, I didn't do my workout. Well, what can I do to make sure I work out? I didn't tell my family I love them. Um, I didn't, you know, spend time with my wife or my kids or visit my mom. What can I do to make sure I do that tomorrow? Um, I didn't get up early and do my uh, personal devotional or did I, I didn't do some of my study, some my craft and improve on my skills as a sales professional or a business owner or as a mom or a pharmacist. What can I do to make sure I do that tomorrow? But I just need to outbeat yesterday. And if I continue to do that in no time, I will be, I will see myself producing at a higher capacity and be able to Absolutely. be much better because of the simple fact that I'm outbeating my yesterday. Right. And then you have that slow growth, which is really how, how cities are built. Yeah. It's true. I mean, you know, I, I love looking at history and look at some of these past um, communities and past organizations. And you're like, wow, how did it build? That? How did that become that? Well, it took time. Yep. You are listening to the Way to Greatness podcast. Help support our show. Books and products are available on our show notes or on our website, waytogreatness.com. That's T-O, waytogreatness.com. And you can purchase anything that we talk about. We'd love your support. In your life, what are some times that you stopped growing? One of the times I stopped growing was when I thought I knew it all in sales. I was, uh, again, I started performing well and started to grow. But my, my fear, um, my, I got comfortable and my fear crept back in because I guess, well, before having the fear of it crept back in, I just really thought that I knew what I was doing too much. Um, I understood all of this stuff. I could skip steps, so to speak. I didn't have to do all the basic stuff. And then what eventually happened was I started to underperform. And then I started to realize, I started having that fear that I'm going to not make it or I'm not going to be a top performer anymore. So I had to go back to the basics and that helped me. So you went back to the basics. Amen. So that's, I mean, that's actually what I was about to ask next is how'd you get out of that space? Yeah, that literally just go my I went back to doing those simple things. I started planning my day. I started making the calls. I started using the scripts that I, you know, that I used before. I started following those methods and eventually things started happening. I want to give you one example real quick. There was a time when I um I was I, I went back into doing the fundamental stuff because you you can't skip over it. And one of them was making the calls. It was the end of the day on a Friday. I made the call, one last call, and I was able to get a hold of an IT director who was ending his day, but he was still in the office and we were able to chat. It turns out that they were looking for something. They need a solution to what we had. And I uh, was able to then present our stuff to him. We set up a time and talk and he was interested. They eventually bought, it was a $30,000 deal. It wasn't anything amazing about me, but I did the fundamentals. And what I believe with luck, luck is nothing more than where opportunity meets hard work. I give that back to Jared Young, one of my sales uh, regional managers who taught me that. See, uh, when you get lucky, it's where your opportunity of uh, you, you know, your hard work meets an opportunity. If I did not make the call, if I did not do the act, this guy wouldn't have known anything about me. And yeah, I got lucky, quote unquote, in that sentence. And it never would have happened. Exactly. So it's, it's not quite applicable to what you're talking about, but like one of my quote, one of the quotes that I really, really like and that I try to structure my life based off of to some degree is from Les Brown. And that is, it is and I think that he quotes one of his teachers for it, but it's that it's far better to be prepared for an opportunity that you don't have than to have an opportunity and not be prepared for it. Yes. 
in sales, I mean, there is preparation that's necessary. But like you were saying, those fundamentals, it's not so much preparing beforehand, but it's just doing them. And if you don't do them, you're not necessarily going to get those opportunities, like you're saying. Yes. So true. So true on that. Very cool. So do you have any other thoughts on this theme of keep going or keep growing? The last thing I guess I would share with you on keep going um, and, and keep growing is is just that. You need to educate yourself. You mentioned a couple of times you're listening to Les Brown. You're listening to Joel Osteen. You're probably listening to other podcasts. You, don't, you can't live within your silo and think that I'm going to know on my own. You have to recognize that other people have done it before. I don't need to recreate the wheel and I need to just seek opportunities to study and learn from them. If you can do that, if you can, you know, feast on the idea that I'm going to go after and and, and learn from other um, um, and learn from others, then you're going to find yourself doing pretty well overall. But you you must you must 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 make sure that you're you're educating yourself and you're learning from from other people. Study, read books, um, set a goal, maybe whatever that goal may be. I don't care if you read a book a day or a book a month. That's fine. But study Keep and then forward. not only. Yeah. And, and, and apply it. Um, study and apply, study and apply. And you can go back through other books and, and apply, but people already done it all oftentimes. We don't need to recreate the wheel. Yes. There's actually, I think that one of the reasons why medical science is advancing so quickly nowadays, and I'm talking more like the, the hip surgery and stuff like that mm-hmm. is because they cut, they go to medical school and they learn all of the knowledge that took two, three, 400 years to gain in a few years, but they're able to piggyback off of all that knowledge as opposed to sitting there and saying, hey, look, I know medicine. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. Nobody, knows. Nobody knows medicine until you go and you learn. So then then these people, they go through the 10, 12 years of intensive school and then they're able to say, hey, I've got this idea. Let me try it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, we've just moved forward by, by you know, decades. And yeah. Leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. All right, Donald, thank you so much for getting, coming and being on the show today. I really appreciate the interview and your time. And thank you very much for sharing so much of yourself. It was an absolute honor. And I'm, I'm grateful thank to you. be here. And, and congratulations on the great stuff that you're doing. And I look forward to, your, to see your continual um, success, man. Thank you. Anytime. Remember, keep going, keep growing, keep moving forward. And try to find the patterns in your life or go to trainings that will help you notice the patterns in your life so you can really put them to the test and really use them to help yourself grow. Because that's what it's all about, is growth. It's all about going beyond where you are today. As Donald said earlier, it's all about beating your yesterday. Until next week, this is Ari Gunsberg closing out. We need your help to make the Top 100 podcasts. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts. Also, please make sure you go and leave a review for us. Tell other people what you liked about the show. Thank you for listening to the Way to Greatness podcast, where we explore the journey from failure and mediocrity to success and greatness. Keep moving on your way to greatness. Join us next week for more stories, inspirations, and interviews to help you achieve the greatness within you.